you. Come on in. Welcome to the scum bar. Welcome to Scumbar Podcast, episode 75, where we talk movies, video games, pop culture, books, hello there, and everything in between. <laughs> I'm your host, Matt Brush, and with me today is uh, Ewan McGregor himself. Hello there. <laughs> hello there. General Canoes. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, it's Anthos. Hi, Anthos. Hi. Wait, Hi. am I looking at doing? the right? Be sure to check. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> oh, you want you want to see the next line? No, or? no. It's just like when I was reading, I read just the part that says Anthos and I go over the twenty-two films. I'm like, wait, we already did that. Yeah, well, that's a perfect segue there. Um, everybody who's listening to this, also be sure to check out our Marvel movie marathon, where Anthos and I go over the twenty-two films in the first three phases of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ha ha! You like that transition? <sighs> yeah, that was that was a good segue. <laughs> Thanks. You know, what else is a good segue. Ooh. Um, I don't got one. Nailed uh, it. Yeah. Damn it. Is a Segway also the same as a moped? It's not, is it? Segway is more like a scooter, isn't it? Uh, Segway. Well, no, a moped is more like a scooter. A Segway. Oh. A Segway is like a. It's like a. Oh, it's the two. It's the two-handed thing you stand on, right? Yeah, I say yeah. a, a Segway is kind of like a scale. You just stand on it and you shift your weight, <laughs> and it lets you know, like, okay, you're you're too heavy forward, so I'm gonna go forward. Ah. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's what a Segway Anthos. is. Let's go into a show. Let's, Let's go, go a into park. a show. <laughs> Let's go into a park. We're, we're, gonna, show we're leaving we say... the Scumbar podcast and we're moving into, into a new, new show. show. <laughs> this show is called What's New With You? What's What's New With Kova is what the show is called. Ah, uh-huh. yes. Oh, yeah. So we are, as you probably noticed, we are a week late. We mentioned this in last week's podcast, but we are a week later than schedule. Anyways, Kova just recently had surgery. She's a female dog. She got spayed. Uh, so we had to Ace wait a week. Spayed. The Ace of Spades. <laughs> um, so we uh, delayed it a week. Uh, I needed. To, we were just spending time with her, obviously, at that time. So she's fine now, though. She's she's good. And uh, yeah, we've we had two weeks of no frisbee with her, and now we're back to back to frisbee. It's it's small time frisbee, but uh, man, she loves her frisbee. So we're getting back to that now. So that's good. So you mean like she can um, run around, but just not like a hundred percent. Yeah, she can't. We're, we don't really want her full on sprinting, yeah. and we also don't want her jumping. And frisbee is a lot of jumping, so. Mm. So we're trying to do those low, low and steady throws, you know, that she can just run and then run next to the frisbee and then like grab it, snatch it really quickly with her with her head. What if you did something like so. like putting, you know, like golf? You just you just putt and then the ball travels along the ground. That way you don't have to worry about her jumping because she'll just you know grounders. Fall. Yeah, we can yeah, yeah. do a few of those. We could have done a few of those earlier, I guess. But um, honestly, she was pretty good throughout the whole thing. She was bored, yes, but <laughs> she was pretty good. Well, good for um, her for going through that. For for so there was that taking it. Yep. There was uh, working on the shed in our back. I'm always talking about the shed, but our old shed, the really crappy one, the reason why we're building a nice new one, uh, that one we got rid of. So uh, my fiance and I recently just took the thing out. Had to, she she screwed it, uh, a bunch of two by fours, or actually they're probably two by threes. I can't remember now off the top of my head, but they were just some plywood. So she screwed <laughs> the plywood into the bottom of the shed so we could lift it up. So we lift it up and take it to the front yard. And then uh, had a guy with a trailer come by from the free websites or whatever. He came by and then picked up the shed. So it was pretty sweet. He just like literally took our old shed and drove it away. Wait, so you, <laughs> okay, you 
So she put plywood on the bottom of it so that it would hold. Yeah, it I had all to together. go into the shed. Like we emptied the whole shed out. I had to go in the shed and lift it up, and then she would put plywood underneath, underneath it, and then screw through the shed floor into the plywood, oh. so that we had these like almost like, you know, those like empresses that are in like a carriage house, and their servants are like carrying yeah. the carriage house through the streets. <laughs> yeah, it was almost like that. Yeah, it kind of looked like that. And then we just picked it up and then took it over to the front. Oh, okay, yeah. so whenever I hear the word shed, I think something like that would all maybe not would almost fit a car, but something that like would be big enough that a human couldn't lift it up so how big is your shed it's not it was big uh or i shouldn't say big actually i guess it was like eight by six eight by seven maybe something like that eight feet by seven feet oh okay so, somewhere around there i can't remember the exact uh dimensions but um it's just that it was like thin metal so it wasn't like super heavy oh okay, uh, okay. it was actually quite challenging we actually had to drag it quite a bit yeah. to get it to into the front yard it was actually heavier than we wanted it to be but um, still workable. And then when the guy came to pick it up, it was his son and him. It's actually kind of like a fun little like Canadian Thanksgiving story, like him and his son coming and helping us. And then, you know, uh, picking up this whole shit, all of us, like kind of just strangers working together on this kind of thing. I don't know. It was fun. Nice. And then, uh, yeah, we had a bunch of garden clippings too, and they took them away to go take them to their farm because they've got a bigger compost. So it was just like this weird little like oh. <laughs> strangers meeting on like a Thanksgiving weekend, but that was fun. Um, and the third part of what's new with me is I got really sick, unfortunately, uh, last week on Friday. So out of nowhere, I was making fun of people at work because I was saying it's funny how people don't take time off anymore. People don't get sick. I was like, because of COVID, everyone's afraid to take their sick days. And like, <laughs> I, I was joking that people forget or, or they're afraid to pretend sick because then they have to go and get tested and all that. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, on like a Friday right before a long weekend, I end up getting sick. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so I, uh, I spent this whole long weekend, uh, the Canadian Thanksgiving, um, in the bed pretty much. So nice. I've been bed bedridden, as they say. Thankful and for And today is one of my first days back up, I think. Okay. That's actually, that seems pretty quick. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, bad, yeah. Monday, today's Tuesday. <clears throat> so that's, yeah, like four four days worth of, that's not bad. That's, yeah, it's that's not okay. bad. I have a half day at work tomorrow too. So it's really not, I can't complain at all. Nice. It's, it's worked out pretty well. Okay. Well, you look good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank <laughs> You're you. welcome. <laughs> uh, so that's what's new with me. What's new with you, Anthos? Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what is new with me um that's classified you can't talk I, about that <laughs> i've kind of been on this like uh a parade of trying new recipes i don't think parade oh, yeah. is the right word what's a what's a what's a <laughs> word for when you're kind of like on tirade a, sure <laughs> that maybe yeah i'm on a tirade i'm on a tirade of just invading the grocery stores uh no i don't know why but i've been wanting to just try out a bunch of recipes <laughs> It could be that, like, knowing we're going to be moving into this new house and we're going to have to pay oh, for yeah. mortgage, that, like, trying to save up more money. Because, like, my wife and I, we'd go out to eat pretty often or, like, order Uber Eats and stuff like all the time. Because we always get – well, she somehow always gets these promo codes for, like, 50% off and, like, wow. blah, blah, blah. So That's we end up good. using them, but we also spend more money because we're ordering mm -hmm. food. And um, Anyway, I'm thinking subconsciously maybe I'm trying to find ways to spend less money by getting into these recipes. But – I think it, it's probably more so that, um, uh, oh, so I tried making uh, Korean bulgogi beef today, which is okay. I made japchae uh, last week, which is kind of like Korean style, like fried noodle sort of thing. Okay. Like a stir fried noodle. And My joke is that you're speaking a different language, but you're literally speaking I'm, a different language. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a couple words there. But I, uh, yeah, like I was, I was kind of realizing that like I really like Korean food and you like Korean everything I, to be honest. <laughs> I, I kind of do uh there there are many korean things to like about koreans and korean stuff 
but um, <clears throat> I'm so uneducated on that. I need more of a crash course on Korea. One of these topics, you should just be Korea 101. <laughs> well, I was gonna say one of our episode series should be based on your shed because you happen to bring it up like every episode. I know it's just it's always the thing going on in my life, which is workshop, which is fine. It could be one of those. We could have like a DIY portion Ooh, yeah. of of the Scumbar podcast. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah that could be for a segment. Sure. Um, a YouTube series. <laughs> yeah, where we actually we let's see. But I, I want to, we, we need to look really cool. So we need to have like masks, like not just like the half like COVID mask, but like full on mask. Oh yeah. So I have to look like an Anthos and you have to look like a matte brush. Whatever those look uh, like. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to find that out how that <laughs> works. <laughs> anyway. So, um, yeah. So I've tried, uh, I tried these recipes and so I think part of it is it's because I want to be able to eat these foods more often. Like I really enjoy making or eating those foods my wife would make um boudet jigae which is like korean army stew she would make that maybe like oh, yeah. once once a month or, or so and you and your fiance got my fiance and i you and your wife got my fiance <laughs> and i into uh the army stew or, or army soup i think it was it? yeah same thing stew army yeah. soup army stew yeah, yeah that's surprisingly right. good surprisingly good i mean Anthos is telling me he's like don't freak out and they put like a craft slice single <laughs> soup yeah and i was like are you kidding me and it's just like literally bubbling there on top of the soup like with the soup skin and I was like, yeah. what is going on yeah. with this? And I, I, I swear to God, it tastes great. It yeah, tastes yeah it's amazing. so good. Yeah, <laughs> It's bizarre, and it tastes great. There was Spam in the soup. Spam instant noodles. So Don't good. think about what you're eating. Just eating and enjoy it. Oh, that's, my gosh. That's all it is. Yeah. So, so good. Yeah. So I, I want to be able to eat that food more often because I just enjoy it. And it's pretty expensive having to go out often to yeah. a restaurant to order it For and sure. eat it. And so I figured, you know, why not? Let's, uh, let's try to make some stuff. And then by the time I move it in the new house um hopefully it'll be good enough that i can have like a giant korean feast as our kind of like yeah housewarming i don't know we'll see there you go but uh, i guess that's more or less new with me just trying to make some more recipes i also have a ramen recipe that i want to make Ooh, nice. Uh, which i'm looking forward to and some chinese eggs that look really silky and really good oh that reminds me kind of segueing out of um Ooh, what, good segue. what's new with you but into kind of yield news um uh, lately, there's kind of been a trend of watching these uh, Uncle Roger videos. Have you heard of him on YouTube? No. No, educate me. So, so Uncle Roger, he is... Uh, so he's an online persona. I can't remember what the actual guy's name, but he's um, uh, an Asian... A Chinese... I think it's Chinese, Chinese comedian. And he... Sorry, he's a Chinese guy who is a comedian. And um, he has this online persona called Uncle Roger, where he's kind of like the stereotypical asian guy with like a really okay. thick chinese accent when he speaks english um and he just kind of like uh pokes fun at people who don't he just well he kind of pokes fun at chinese maybe tradition in a way but maybe not pokes fun anyway so he's had he's had a couple of videos where he reviews people making chinese fried rice um, okay. And it's made by people like there's some uh, I forgot her name but there's a girl in like the UK where she makes it and he's just like he's basically just blasting her for like every step of the way because she's doing everything that is just not the authentic or authentic or traditional Chinese way to do it right um, and so so that was like it's like like a really big video for a little bit and then uh, I think he's had some others since then maybe not as big but it's been fun to watch I I watched this one where he was critiquing Gordon Ramsay making one. Oh and, really? And uh, it wasn't it wasn't like he was ripping him apart. I think because he was basically pointing out like Gordon Ramsay is doing things properly. Um, but it's just kind of if you can handle like thick Chinese accents, then I think you could you could probably. Watch I wanna I'm gonna write this down. So what was it called? Uncle Uncle Roger. Roger yeah. 
Uncle Roger. Okay. I'm going to check this out. Oh, yeah. It's on, instantly wants to go there. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. So all right. it's kind of fun. Cool. Uh, yeah. So that's some kind of recent trendy YouTube kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, I have, a, I have a whole ton of news. Oh, sorry. I made okay. a skip the pirate joke. Oh, I, I didn't grab a pirate joke, unfortunately. So that's totally fine. Don't oh, worry about perfect. it. Perfect. Okay. You're all then good. Back to the yield news. Uh, okay, so this is kind of news, but not really, I guess. Uh, we already talked about this with Ready Player Two releasing, which I'm excited for this book. Was it not in October, though? I thought the release date was October. I wonder if it originally was. I actually just pre-ordered it recently, though. Oh, you did? So, okay. Because it looks like it's November. November yeah, 24th. November, yeah, it's November as of now. Maybe at one point it was October, but I don't... I don't know why. I thought that one was earlier October. But uh, there's also the Doom Eternal DLC coming out, which that might have been October. and that, that I might have just mm. been getting those mixed up. Yeah, because so, those are very similar things. Oh, yeah, super similar. <laughs> <laughs> Ready Player uh, Doom. Yeah, it looks like this is uh, October like 21st or something. So by the time of this podcast so the releases, uh, I think the Eternal DLC will be out. So, did, so. do you know what it's going to be? Oh, October 20th, yeah. Yeah, we talked about it last podcast. Yeah, it's just the Gods Among Us one. Oh, the, okay, okay. Actually, I always say it's Gods Among Us. That's not even what it's called. That's just the title I keep going to because the game Among Us. Among but, Us, yeah. Uh, uh, it's it's like Gods, the Ancient Gods. I think is what it's called. Oh, okay. I keep I keep calling it Gods Among Us, which isn't even the title. I think it's the title to one of the Injustice games. I think it's oh. an, an Injustice game called Injustice oh. Gods Among Us. Okay. But for some reason, I keep doing that. Speaking of Among Us, though, shout out to uh, Lucas. Yeah, shout out to Lucas from Among Us. He'll be checking out this episode as well as a few of our other ones. Um, a random person that I met while playing Among Us. So one of those random internet games. Okay, I um, thought when you said Lucas from Among Us, I thought you meant like Lucas is a character in Among Us, and he no. is going to be listening to our podcast. Random and I was guy so I confused. It's just a random person I met in a random online lobby to a random online game. But uh, I'm not going to talk about Among Us all that much because I think it gets so much attention already these days. That it doesn't need more attention. It's already a crazy big game. So okay. Um, good for it though. And uh, uh, while I was sick, I just decided to jump into a lobby one time to try playing. And, um, yeah, I ended up just striking up a conversation with the guy for, like, a few hours. And so I uh, cool. told him about the podcast, and he was going to come by and check it out. So Awesome. Well, In fact, actually, he already listened to one of the Marvel ones, and he really enjoyed it. So yeah. Wow. Thank you, Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> we will... New fan. <laughs> we will hear from you. So, yes, we got another one. <laughs> Acquired one through Among Us. One yeah. more. All right. Uh, why don't you go into another one of your news? Yeah. Well, okay, so speaking of talking to real people, ah. so our other fan, Mr. Chuck... Uh, showed ah. me, introduced me this trailer for Fat Man. Have you seen it or heard of it? No, I haven't. Okay. Uh, why don't you quickly... Fat Man, does that have anything to do with the bomb? No. Okay. Bomb? I think the nuclear bomb for... Uh... Oh, what's it called? Nagasaki, Hiroshima. Um, oh, right. Wait, they called I, that... I believe it was named Fat Man, wasn't it? Or like Fat Boy, or was it Fat, Fat Man? Yeah, maybe that was Fat Boy. Maybe you're right. Um, oh, you know what? Sorry, I have seen this trailer. I totally forgot about this. this is Mel Gibson as the Santa. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yes, okay, gotcha. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, you're yeah, right. So it was Fat Man. I just had to look it up. On August 9, 1945, an implosion model plutonium bomb codenamed Fat Man. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah, there was two, though. The other one had another codename. So you might have been right about Boy. Something might have had Boy in it. Oh, <laughs> big Boy. Yeah, although Fallout, I think, also has a fat boy in it, too. So that might have been it, too. Mm. 
Okay. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Fat Man, the movie. Yes, I saw the trailer already, and I was listening to a podcast on this. I love this. <laughs> this is this is great. This is why movies are made is for stuff like this. Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to it too. It looks like just one of those movies where you go and you just have a fun time, right? Yes, you just exactly. watch it. Like it's maybe it's kind of like a like you turn off your brain kind of movie, but I think you know once in a while it's really nice to have one of those movies where you can just not have to really think and just like just consume it just let oh, it yeah, let it exactly. happen and then this yeah. is one of those rewatchable movies i think i mean i don't know we'll see we'll have to wait till we actually see it but it seems like one of those movies that you could probably just keep watching over and over again because of how great it is i kind of find um, that's the thing with christmas movies or like the like the awkward or the off christmas movies so like bad santa you know the one with billy bob Thornton. Yep. For yep. some reason, I loved watching that. So I'd watch it over and over again. And it's also oh. kind of like that, like an odd kind of Christmas movie, right? It is, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And what else is there? I'm sure there's others, but... Um, so, yeah, he so he showed me that one. He's like, what are you, like, what are you thinking? <laughs> like, I think he was wondering what I would have expected. Because, like, halfway through, you're kind of like, wait, what? Like, what is... What's going on? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, like... And I think I watched it with my wife, and I think she was totally confused too. But it's, yeah, it's got me really intrigued. So I'm looking forward yeah, to seeing me too. that. Fat man, fat man. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a interesting concept. I'm I love. I'm honestly a big Mel Gibson fan. Um, after the whole controversy of him and him being in movies less, I was just so sad because I just want to see more Mel Gibson, and I think he's great. So I'm I'm really excited to see him back and and in films again and just having a good time. And in a movie like this too. <laughs> Oh yeah, for sure. Just, just he's great at making fun of himself. He always has been. I think that's his secret. When people call him arrogant, I always thought that was a bit of a misstep because a lot of his movies are just pointing out his own flaws and making fun <laughs> of himself. And he's very good at it. Even in Braveheart, even in uh, Patriot, I know they're very like rah rah films. And yet at the same time, he's still good at making fun of himself. In the Patriot, he builds himself a rocking chair that he he can't ever build, so he always sits in it and just breaks. It constantly breaks and oh. falls over. And then later on, he goes to like a British royalty palace. And they've got a perfect rocking chair there. And there's this great, like, two-second scene where he just walks over and looks at the rocking chair. And he's like, he's like, how? Like, he's like, how did they build it so well? <laughs> it's just so good. I love it. So, yeah, he's, he's a great actor. I've always enjoyed him. So Nice. Nice to see him back. Uh, so, yeah, I've got a bunch of uh, Disney slash Marvel news. Uh, but did you want to go into anything on your end first? Uh, I think I've got the same Disney slash Marvel news. So why don't you go into it and we'll talk about it. Okay, sure. So let's see. Um I can, I'll run through a couple first, but okay. uh, so the Obi-Wan Kenobi series is going to begin shooting in March. Ooh, I didn't supposedly. know this. And it's a series now. I thought it was a movie for some reason, but okay. I think it, I'm pretty sure it's a series, isn't it? Okay. Or maybe, oh, sorry. Maybe it is a movie. I can't remember, but. It might be a series. I thought it was a one-off though. I wrote the notes, Obi-Wan starts shooting March. So if you're March, be careful because Obi-Wan's going to start shooting you. <laughs> I, I probably should I, write more succinct notes, but I, th- I kind of hope it's a movie, but uh, like Mandalorian works really well as a show, but uh, I don't know if you can do something like Obi-Wan as a show. I really would rather it be a movie. Oh uh, yeah. This one says Obi-Wan Kenobi series. So, Ooh, dang. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I hope, I hope it's good. I like Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's one of the best characters in all of Star Wars. So. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Actually, the way, th- now that you bring it up, because having a series versus having a movie, that means you're going to have to have, like, yeah. a lot of small stories, a lot of small characters, and, and yep. like, shorter plots. And a plots. Full, full story arc. And a full one. arc, exactly. For, yeah, from, from first episode to last episode of each season. What can Obi-Wan Kenobi learn from season one, episode one, to season one, episode ten, mm-hmm. that he didn't learn from episode three to four, you know, yeah. of the movies? So, 
uh, that that's where it's it gets iffy. Uh, but they might be able to pull it off. Ewan McGregor is a really good actor. There's a lot of story they can tell. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just harder, I think, than yeah. Mandalorian with a, a a silent ish character that they can do a lot more with the characters around him. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier to make a whole show on that. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so that's coming up in March. Uh, and Crazy. then I know you didn't want to see anything about it, but. Um, oh no i was just saying i didn't want to see what she looks like i guess but well okay so yeah rosario dawson as ahsoka there is kind of like a still from an upcoming Ooh. toy of ahsoka I'll, I'll see that send that to me okay <laughs> uh, let's open this up oh i am excited i'm excited to see ahsoka let's see this will be fun uh where oh here we go yeah so um so it, she's gonna have to be adult ahsoka correct because of where the timeline is like she's gonna have to be quite old yeah i don't know exactly how old and i'm not sure about her her age race structure yeah, yeah. How, how her race ages but she'll look like she did in rebels but older than that right probably i guess maybe to an extent this one kind of makes it seem like she's around the same age as rebels i think okay um so yeah um, this and, one and, is on the box art of a an ahsoka tano lightsaber and Rosario Dawson is the woman who plays the night nurse, I think, in the Daredevil and the yeah. the Marvel stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And uh, so, what am I looking at? Oh, the lightsaber itself. Okay. Yeah. So, so the, is it just the box? It's or just that's the, the box rendition art. of what she looks like. Yeah. So like that's that's what we've gotten so far. Um, okay, it's not much to go on, audience. No. So don't worry about it too much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the it looks like her. <laughs> I guess I guess in a way, yeah. Like it's kind of weird that like they've. I think they've kind of uh, released this, which which is supposed to be a glimpse of Rosario, but it like, it's still kind of cartoony, right? It doesn't necessarily. It's an artist like rendition, her. yeah. <laughs> so it's so, hard to tell. Yeah, yeah. But uh, okay, yeah. All right. So there's that. Um, yeah. And then uh, yeah, so carrying over into the Marvel news, um, so in terms of upcoming series, Samuel L. Jackson apparently is going to get a series of himself as Nick Fury on Disney Plus. Oh. so which exactly yeah like what are we gonna do with Just that now too much of these shows i mean if you can't get me with wanda and vision then how am i supposed to be interested in nick fury you know i've got like scarlet witch and vision are very compelling interesting characters mm -hmm. and that their show doesn't look interesting to me so well, how is samuel jackson supposed to be interesting to me i don't get it yeah i mean it's also it's i wonder like whether they're gonna go with the whole um like coming up to this point like from between the miss marvel or captain captain marvel movie up until where we are with nick fury now like there's a lot of stuff that mm -hmm. we can cover but right um but at the same time yeah like is that something we want to go down the road of or do we want to see more of like stuff from him now going forward you know what is it sort of thing but i feel like it's just going to come off like agents of shield and i'm not yeah, saying exactly. agents of shield is bad i just it's something that i wasn't interested in so i never watched it mm -hmm. now as agents of shield kept going there was so much talk about it that I figured maybe I will watch it one day and maybe I would have if it kept going. But, uh, it just, I don't know. I, I, it went through like four or five seasons or so and I still never watched it. So I feel like the Nick Fury one will probably be the same if it's similar to that. Mm -hmm. Now, if it's different and they find a way to make it like winter soldier esque, then yeah, maybe I'm in, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just dragging it out too much. Yeah. I, I think too much. it's very possible. I've got one more I'll mention, which cause the, the next one after that is similar to yours, but um, oh, yeah. So okay. they've casted uh, Iman, Iman, Iman. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Iman Vellani as Kamala Khan uh, for the upcoming Disney Plus series Miss Marvel. So we have a new actor as Kamala Khan. So Kamala Khan is kind of like the new Miss Marvel character. 
Um, Sorry, is that Captain Marvel? So this is, she's going to be Miss Marvel. Is Miss Marvel not Captain Marvel? Oh, there is. Okay, so Miss Marvel. Yeah, I think. Ms. I don't know. I, I'm just. I'm actually asking because I have no idea. <laughs> I think. Okay, from what I understand, uh, like Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel are the same person. Um, okay. I'm not sure when the name changed. Ha- or name change happened exactly, but this Miss Marvel is uh, Kamala Khan as in, like a completely different person, at, like taking up the Miss Marvel mantle. Is okay. So is Brie Larson out? Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, I wonder if this is kind of like the new, like an up and coming Miss Marvel, as opposed to like replacing the current Captain Marvel. Okay, I'm not exactly sure how that's working, but uh, Kamala Khan is a recent character that was introduced. I think, uh, I think either introduced early this year or last year in the comics. Um, as hmm. uh, yeah, she's like a young, a uh, young, uh, like Latina teen or no, Kamala Khan. I guess. East Indian. Oh, you know what? Oh, I think she's the one that's supposed to be kind of like, um, uh, like the new lesbian superhero kind of thing, like taking that kind of, um, oh, that kind of mantle. You know what? I think she's in the um, Marvel video game, the Avengers game. Yeah, yeah, that's right. She is. Okay, I okay, yeah, I recognize her from that. Interesting. So yeah, she's got like the Fantastic Four stretchy arm kind of. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, new actor casted for that. So. Just okay. some just some news here and there for some Marvel stuff, and the, the new the next thing I was gonna mention had to do with Spider Man three. So why don't you? I'll let you take care of that one. Yeah, well, I don't know if I know this one totally. I was just watching a YouTube video, and they kind of dropped some knowledge on me, and I, I honestly I like spilt my Cheerios. You know, it was <laughs> a big deal. Um, when all I wanted in Spider Man Multiverse that movie, um, which by the way I, I believe I need to watch again. I think I need a second take on that film. I remember I was very harsh on it. Um. And I think I need to watch it again because I've, I've heard so much about it afterward, the fact that I'm like, did I watch the same movie? Like, cause I feel like everyone loves multiverse, Spider-Man multiverse, um, or enter the, enter the multiverse. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I just, I didn't love it. So I was, I was like, I gotta watch it again. It's the directors I love mm-hmm. and I like Spider-Man a lot. So why don't I like it? So I, I'm going to give it a second try okay. probably after we're done our Marvel stuff, but I want to get a, a retake on that. Uh, anyway, sorry. Um, so I heard that they're making Spider-Man three, yep. um, which we had a title for this back in the day. I know we called it Homeless as a joke, yeah. but um, isn't it actually called Home Something? Or like Coming Home or Welcome Home? Is it? I feel like, or, I feel like the, the title... Home? Fly Away Home? No, I feel, I feel like it actually was called like Welcome Home or something like that. It was They actually had like a home title to it. But uh, it looks like it's now confirmed. Well, it's, it's confirmed at least that Doctor Strange is going to be joining him in the Spider-Man 3 movie. Hmm. Um, and I guess it's loosely confirmed that it's dealing with the multiverse. But it's yeah. not necessarily the Spider-Verse. It's just more multiple dimensions are going to be coming up in a spider-man film which has always been the spider-verse for spider-man stuff mm-hmm. um and then loosely confirmed or like i don't really know exactly how this works but electro from the amazing spider-man series which was jamie fox yeah is gonna be returning as electro in this movie um but apparently costume will be much more akin to the actual electro costume oh. uh and and not the one from amazing spider-man so it makes me think that we're going down the road of multiverse to bring in electro but i have a feeling and i really really hope it's true that we are going to get a nice cameo a really good send-off for andrew garfield as spider-man mm. um where he can talk with the the tom holland one and of course of course if you're gonna do that you gotta have toby Maguire in there for like two seconds just give everybody a nice head nod with the spider-man suit as well and uh and mary jane i don't know if they can somehow pull this off 
I, I swore off of Marvel movies. Like, I was done. <laughs> I was like, okay, after Endgame, I'm done. If they can pull this off, I'm going to be so happy that I'll actually give them a couple more. I'll watch a couple more Marvel movies after this, just because of that. Um, so please, uh, they did my boy totally dirty when they killed <laughs> Andrew Garfield. And uh, if they can bring him back and, and just give him a nice send-off, then I'll be so happy about that. Well, Andrew Garfield wasn't horrible. He was a decent to good Spider-Man, and people just rip him apart. And uh, he was in a, he was in the wrong movies, really. But he's a good actor, and mm-hmm. he did a good job. Well, if that's what you're looking for, then you'll be happy to hear potentially that there are rumors that Andrew Garfield and Tobey <laughs> Maguire are slated to appear yes. in a Spider-Man that's, 3 movie. That's what I heard. It's just that it's not confirmed yet. Yeah, so we it's don't not know. confirmed. But just rumored. If they can, I just want to see that scene where even. It would be sweet if they can go all the way just to have a fight scene with Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland and straight up, like, they're actually just shooting webs everywhere. Like, that'd be amazing. And then, right when they're just in the throes of despair and somebody's about to kill them, you got the web comes out of nowhere off screen and hits the boulder and saves their lives. They're like, what is it? And it's like, then it's just (laughs) Tobey Maguire just standing there looking so proud with a nice big manly gray beard, you know? (laughs) Like, yes! (laughs) Oh, I would just love it. I just, if they can do it, I'd be so happy. I think it would be really fun to see them all. Like it's, yeah. we've never have we experienced any kind of movie where we've seen multiple renditions of one character in the same movie. No, right? I, not that I can think of, but it's funny you mention that because we are getting to that territory as the Batman news comes out that we're getting a Michael Keaton Batman to be returning, as oh, well yeah. as I've actually heard now that uh, what's his face? Uh, oh, I forget his name. The guy who played Batman, Val Kilmer or George no, Clooney? No, ben, ben, ben Affleck. Oh, I heard that oh, he's yeah. actually going to return as well. So. It's very possible we're going to get a Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck, as well as uh, Robert Pattinson, Batman, all in maybe one movie or in a few movies that oh, kind of blend boy. together. So it's it's not like it is it is new for us, but it's something we're actually going into now is, is just kind of like celebrating the fact of these characters by throwing multiple versions into one. Um, and I actually think that this Enter the Spider-Verse Spider-Man movie may mm-hmm. have got us to this point. You know, so many people wanted it afterwards that I feel like maybe that movie was the gateway to us getting to this whole multiverse stuff for people just going you know what screw it let's just let's just do it all because it's fun yeah <laughs> and that's that's but, a good uh, reason it's fun so just do it yeah. it is yeah yeah i'm just excited if if they do it i'm, I'm so excited for the spider-man storylines i don't know i feel a little bit bad for tom holland because i feel like he never gets his own movie he's always getting shafted not i shouldn't say shafted but he's always getting pushed a little bit aside to throw in more stuff of other things happening mm. as well um and if they do this multiverse thing it's like god you know, you're doing it again. Just give Tom Holland one normal Spider-Man movie. Just give him one. Yeah, I know that's true. Because um, the first but my one fiance, was... Yeah. Sorry, my fiance just keeps telling me, though, that we've already seen that. You know, like... And, and I agree, but I want to see it again. But she just has said, you know, like, we've already seen that. And that's probably what most of the fans think. You know, we've already seen it, so we don't want to see it again. You know, I'm kind of like... I get refreshed every time some, like, a new actor is in place. <clears throat> so when we had the yeah. Andrew Garfield Spider-Man... For me, in my head, I was like, okay, none of none of what we saw with Tobey Maguire counts exactly. at this point. Yeah. And so kind of seeing yeah, this whole solo thing is fine. It's a reset, exactly. So yeah. same thing with Tom Holland, especially with different rights, like being played under Marvel as opposed to Sony. Yeah. So it's completely different direction, completely different storyline, and completely different uh, potential for being able to connect with the rest of what's happening yes. in the MCU, right? So Exactly, especially it's... with Venom. I mean, with me watching the Tobey Maguire ones, I was always kind of wondering how they're going to work Venom into it. And then in the third movie, you know, watching Venom play out, it's like, okay, interesting, they're going with this this route of Venom. But then when we got to the Amazing Spider-Man, you know, 
you're right back to the first one. You're going, you're talking about Uncle Ben again. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, okay, where, how, like, even from watching the first Amazing Spider-Man, I'm like, how are they going to incorporate Venom? That's like all I'm thinking about, right? I'm like, where are they going to try to shoehorn him in, right? Um, and they kind of tease you about it for like the first two movies, and then now we switch again. So now onto Tom Holland. It's like, okay, so how are we going to incorporate Venom? Like, that's always the question in the back of my mind. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's interesting now going this route. Yeah. To multiverse. So yeah. And I'm, excited. I'm curious yeah. to know what they're going to do. I, 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 I expect them to do some sort of um, like small uh, little teaser for Miles Morales. Like th- I think it would be too yeah. early to have the full character coming out as Spider-Man in, in the multiverse just because I feel like too much of that would overshadow Tom Holland and I feel like there's still a lot left to do for him. For sure. Um, but At least that's what I hope. I mean, they might yeah. they might go that route, but that's what I hope they do. Yeah, exactly. We'll have to and, wait and, and find out. Luckily, uh, Miles Morales is already getting his storyline played out with the um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse movies. And yeah. There's a sequel to that coming out. So with that, people hopefully are just okay with that enough that mm-hmm. they don't need to see a Miles Morales in the live-action movies yet. Um, for Marvel's sake. Because I want them to be able to take their time with this stuff. It's really, Spider-Man's their new Iron Man, and they got to take it slow. Mm-hmm. So. Spiron Man. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, just, to, just to finish off like the Marvel-related stuff... Uh, yep. This isn't Marvel, but just because Chris Pratt was Guardians of the uh, Galaxy. And he tweeted recently that uh, Jurassic World Dominion will now be coming out June 10th, 2022. I thought it was called Jurassic World... Something King- oh. Kingdom or something? I think they... So they had a name, but I, I think they changed it to oh, okay. Jurassic, Jurassic World Dominion. So I think that's like the new official name, I guess. All right. Yeah. Those movies are not good, but <laughs> not, but they're worth seeing. I don't know how to say that better, but they're not good, but they're worth seeing. I think, like, yeah, they're they're nothing like the first couple Jurassic Park movies. Well, the second Jurassic Park is not very good. The, it's, it's only really the first one, just the first sort one. of the third one. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, like I guess they. I don't know. They they kind of have to go with the times, but at the same time, they're almost like pushing pushing more boundaries with how they're playing it off now like with the whole like auctioning off <laughs> i was gonna say yeah. dragons, but like dinosaurs it's it's weird yeah it's a weird direction but anyway yeah. so he tweeted that so that's good anyway back to you i'll, I'll watch it so i'll probably watch <laughs> i'll definitely it watch it but i don't need to yeah um okay so i'm gonna switch directions here smash bros news yeah. uh, i'm assuming you got this this was a cool trailer um steve from minecraft and yeah. also alex from minecraft are joining the battle i yeah. don't know what the terminology was when they said it they probably said crafting in or something so yeah uh <laughs> um, dig in with steve uh also steve it looks Alex. like ender endermen are joining as well as zombie oh zombie okay yeah which is really weird because they made the sizes for the endermen and the zombie the same as steve mm. but in the game minecraft endermen are, are like twice as tall oh. they're supposed to be like slender man so they're supposed to be really skinny and tall right so they're they, they look really strange in smash bros they actually don't really look like endermen mm-hmm. but that's that's fine um but I thought this was really cool. It's also like a long time coming. Steve's actually recognized now as like an, an iconic game character. So mm. that's kind of nice to see. Yeah. Uh, and they're doing it right. I looked at the moveset and I was like, that's pretty sweet. Like mm-hmm. I would totally, I'd totally play as Steve and just check it out. That'd be fun. Yeah. And then I think some, uh, <laughs> they'll be getting multiple stages. So there's like different, like it, different yeah. seasons or something like that. I think biomes. Or bi- uh, just oh, different Minecraft yeah. biomes will be the stages, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Weather. Weather's not really a thing in Minecraft. Ah, that's not true. There's there's rain. There's thunderstorms. There's snow. But, um, yeah. So that was kind of cool. But that also segues into my next piece of news. Here is that yes. the uh, recently in Minecraft there was a huge update with Minecon. Recently they did the uh, cave system update. 
So hmm. Minecraft these days has actually been really unique. With their updates, they actually make their, their community vote on what they want the next update to be. So they, they pose oh. two different ones. So this one was going to be, is it going to be the giant hills and mountains update, or is it going to be like the cave system update? And so the fans voted, and it ended up going for the cave system. So now they've updated their cave system, which is really cool. On a, on a programmer level, they've changed how they dynamically create caves in Minecraft. Minecraft is one of those games that the game world creates itself randomly, randomly generated. Mm-hmm. And as you walk further, the game keeps creating random generated structures and whatnot. Okay. But it also includes caves underground. And people have made fun of the caves for years now because they're they're fairly generic-ish. Once you've seen, I don't know, the first 50 types of caves, yeah. you've kind of got them all in your head and you kind of uh, know how they all work. Yeah. So you can just run through a cave and start torching it up and, and understand the cave pretty quick. So now in the cave update, they've actually changed how it procedurally generates those caves. It's now not necessarily one of 50 layouts that it's going to generate. Even that's not sort of true, but it's not necessarily that anymore. Now it's more giant, like, caverns. It's hard to explain unless you watch the trailer, but it's just, like, it's real, actual, realistic-looking caves. It's very cool. They've also done a bunch of... They added way more stuff into the game now. Now they made it so there's, like, underground biomes, uh, so that there's, like, nature, like, growing in these caves and stuff like that. So they've got new kinds of plants and stuff that grow into the caves. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've added little things, too, like, the people wanting forever. There, there was always, for lighting, there was always just... Um, torches that you can put up but now they've added little candles that you can put up as well okay uh so that's really nice so you can just finally put up candles instead of constantly torching everything for light yeah uh and then they've added a few new mobs so they added and i don't know how to pronounce it i think it's like an axicotl or something or an axiotl uh it's this little pink thing he's really cute axiotl Uh, he's like a prehistoric little pink creature and they still live today (laughs) is it an axolotl (laughs) that's probably it yeah I've only seen the word axilotl. Uh, oh. Do you have it up? Or... Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, A-X-I-O-L-T-Y-L. Axolotl. I- oh, I-O-L. It's these weird little, like, prehistoric creature things. Um, they look so weird, but they're very cute and very funny because they look like they're smiling. <laughs> um, so uh, they're just these weird little pink things. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. It's A X O L O T L. Yeah, my bad. Right. My my bad. Uh, yeah, it's a w- way different spelling. Um, but anyways, yeah. So they added those to Minecraft. Oh, uh, these so, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So those are now in there as like little pink guys. You can you can put them in a little bucket of water, and they can like be a little pet for you. <laughs> and then you can <laughs> put them in your aquariums and whatnot. That's cute. Um, and then on the scary side, they also added a new uh mob enemy that's called a guardian, I believe, and they hide Ooh. in the caves. They're really weird. They 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 stick in the ground. They got little antenna, and they come out of the ground. And they twitch based on how, like, uh, movements are in the cave. So you have to walk slowly around these little twitching kind of antennae. And then if you run by them, they instantly, like, come out of the ground, it seems. Mm. And then you have to fight them. But it seems like their power is quite strong. So they're an enemy you really want to avoid. But their their design is really uh, doing a number on people online. They're, they're making all this really cool art. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, art out of the design of these, these guardian guys. I think they're called guardians. So it looks like... Is it just me, or do they look like coronavirus? Oh, I'm sorry. Guardian's the wrong name. That That is a totally different villain. Okay. That is that is the fish one. Oh, uh, Elder Guardian? No, that's, I think that's the Elder same Elder Guardian. Is this the same thing, but grayer? Yeah, it's a boss version of that. Oh, what are Let's these Let's see. Called? Minecraft new mobs. Yeah, what is it called? Ugh. Okay, there's the... Oh, I see it here. New. Oh, the Warden. That's it. Oh, sorry. It's called the Warden. Warden. That's kind of like a Guardian. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I see Warden. Okay, so looks like a... 
Like a Minotaur kind of thing. Yeah, it's kind of Minotaur-esque, but it's got, um... It's got abs. I don't know why I'm not seeing it on mine. I'm seeing all this other stuff, but okay. Um, yeah, it's Minotaur-esque, but yeah, it's it's actually in the abs. There's, like, lost souls or something. I don't know. It's really it's hard to understand. Ah, but uh, cool. in the, the art of this guy, it's, like, really coming off crazy. But yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. But in the video they were playing, it looked just looked pretty brutal. It's a pretty intense mob. I Anyways, would be terrified all, to see this. All in all, it's just a really interesting update. I'm really, really proud of the Minecraft team for still upgrading this game. It's, like, what, 11 years old now? And it's... Uh, it's just, it's awesome to see these new kinds of updates and what they can do with it. So it's fun to watch new life get breathed into Minecraft every single time there's a big update like this. And I've only, like, scratched the surface on things they've added. They've even, like, spice of life details. There's just so many little things they just added. It's it's cool. And so, I find it, it's interesting. So, yeah, this game has been around for, for quite a while. Um, and it's, I would say, okay, what would you say is, the, like, the main age demographic for this game? God, I don't know. It's... The focus, the target audience, I would say, would be preteens or young teens. Mm -hmm. But the actual demographic of play time would probably be the same demographic of gamers, I think, which is more high. It's, yeah. it's more like more like mid twenties to, I think, actually even early thirties is like the average gamer age. Um, Minecraft is like number one bestseller game on consoles when it comes to digital downloads, mm -hmm. um, and PC as well. So it is is way it's really high up there and so i would have to assume their their average player base is the same as what the average player base is of gaming yeah and so i would i'd probably agree with you because it's uh i think gaming also gaming ages with the demographic right so oh, for sure and like and like vice versa so you want the 10 year olds or 20 year olds now yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and like 30 year olds like 40 year olds are still playing video games like all the time oh, right yeah. like it just depends on um like what uh, I guess what subset of games it's like we would be referring to, but because um, I remember looking at some uh, at the comments for the reveal of the Minecraft characters in Smash Bros, and some right. some people saying like, oh, like of all characters, why would you pull in like Minecraft characters? Like I think they just didn't get it, and a whole bunch of other people would reply like, like you have no idea how big Minecraft is, like how important it is to like oh, yeah. a whole like huge demographic of people, and it's yeah, not I just. Think it's it's like not yeah not just for kids not just for adults it's like for kind of just like whole like a lot of people and um masa masahiro sakurai who is the um he's like the director and game designer for smash bros mm -hmm. he so he kind of did this little interview about like you know, putting the characters the minecraft char minecraft characters into smash bros and talking about the challenges because of their just because of their um their design like mm. you know like their they're not flexible at every they don't have all these different like points where they can bend right they're just like they're all yeah. very block characters and so they have like a very limited um reach and limited mobility kind of thing but apparently yeah he he has like a whole bunch of i don't know if he has a whole bunch of servers but he plays minecraft like all the time and he's what nice. like so he's born in 1970 so yeah he's 50 oh, yeah. he's 50 years old he's playing it but i mean it's he's <clears throat> specific because he's a game director and everything but i mean even still it's but i'm sure his kids play it too right so i'm sure that's what it's usually what it is for older people with minecraft is their kids got them into it but it is just a fun game it's it's more than the game i always say minecraft is a tool but it's uh it's just yeah it's really it's really well done mm -hmm. yeah. but yeah i mean i i would argue that why do you have to have like five fantasy star no not fantasy star what's it called um fire emblem characters oh. in your smash bros game and then complain that you've got <laughs> minecraft in there like i mean this is going to be a controversial opinion but i think steve should have came into the game before banjo kazooie or banjo tooie came in hmm. um 
Now, don't get me wrong, those are huge names, the Banjo-Tooie ones. Yeah. Uh, and I get it, the nostalgia is huge, but if you actually look at the amount of people that know who Banjo-Tooie... Is that it? Banjo-Kazooie? Or... Oh, is it Kazooie? Okay. Yeah. Um, if you actually look at the amount of people that know who Banjo and Kazooie are, and the amount of people that know who Steve are, I bet you the majority of the Smash Bros. fan base knows Steve more than they know Banjo and Kazooie. <laughs> That's possible. Yeah. Because a lot of the people that know Banjo and Kazooie are the people that grew up with N64. Yeah. But that's not necessarily your target audience anymore for Smash Bros. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, they still play. Of course they do. But it's not necessarily your target audience. Yeah. So, I I don't think it's wrong that they took so long to put Steve into it. But it is a long time before they've done it. And I bet you it's probably, like you said earlier, because it was kind of harder to do that. Fire Emblem characters are easy to copy-paste and yeah. just change the look. Mm -hmm. But the Steve one is a whole new everything altogether, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And that's lost my news, actually. So. Uh, cool. I got a couple more things. So, okay. Haunting of Bly Manor mm. uh, just released, I, think I heard it about was this last week. So, it's the kind of quote-unquote sequel to The Haunting of Hill House. So, it's not like a direct sequel, mm. but it is, I guess, in the same universe, but a different story. So the, okay, the I didn't Haunting know that. Universe, so, can I watch this one without watching Haunting of Hill House? I believe you can, yeah, uh, okay. from, from what I understand. Um, there are some repeat actors, but they're playing different characters. So, so it's anthology, sort of. What does that mean? Similar, uh, it's like American Horror Story. So each season is same actors, but different story altogether. Oh, I see. I guess yeah. so. I mean, this is only the second season, so... Kind of a new thing. There's also Channel Zero is another TV show that does the exact same thing. It's Each season is a totally different story they're basing it all on. So, uh -huh. and it, But it, they actually do different actors in Channel Zero, but American Horror Story, I believe, they keep most of the same actors. They play oh, okay. different roles. Cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I heard... I've heard good things so far. I haven't seen it myself, cool. but I really, really want to. I heard it's really creepy. So if you're into that... Then... Yeah, I've been looking for something to watch for Halloween this year, so... And did you end up watching... Oh, no, you didn't end up watching The Haunting of Hill House yet. No, yeah. unfortunately not. No, I still... One episode, and that was it. Fell asleep. That was my <laughs> fault. It's not the show. I just fell asleep. Yeah, that's okay. I think once yeah. you get to... I guess if you get, get past that, like, episode six, I keep telling everybody, like, that's one of my favorite episodes. Oh, nice. So, okay. yeah. Watch out for episode six. It'll get you. Yeah. Uh, and then my last bit of news is about The Rock, who recently became uh, the number one followed man in America and number one followed American <laughs> in the world with 200 million followers. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> um, can you smell what The Rock is cooking? I think everybody can. Presidential election 2024, Dwayne Rock Johnson. So, that's, it's so possible at this point. I... I unfortunately see it happening. Uh, I don't. I'm not saying anything about him being political that I disagree with or anything like that. I just. I, it has become a popularity contest, and I'm just worried that that's what we're basing our our elections on next. Yeah. So, so anyway, um, seemed kind of cool. Like he he seemed very grateful for that fact. Uh, he said that his team told him he had a surge of followers that that put him over that 200 million followers point. Oh yeah. So I I. Well, it's the PewDiePie effect had the same thing, right, on YouTube. It's like when you get close, everything starts, like, really, like, surging up to get you to that number. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah. I assume that it had to do with uh, how he was recently diagnosed with uh, COVID, like, he, he and his family. But I think they've since recovered. So, okay. like, they are all, they're all good to go. But um, I don't know. I think he also, like, he's not just a guy who, like, works out all the time, right? But I think in a lot of his posts and stories, he's, um, he's talking about people that he meets and he gives... Uh, he kind of gives like these motivational thought like thought of the day kind of thing um so he seems like a very grateful person a very mm -hmm. very genuine kind of person so 
Um, from what I've seen, like he seems like a, a pretty decent person to follow anyway. Oh, for sure. So... He's very inspiring. I watch a lot of those like Inspire videos online. You know, the typical Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm. and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. But they work because they're inspiring people. Like, you can't deny it. You yeah. listen to them talk and they're just motivating. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, yeah, good for him for doing that, for getting to that point. Um, that's, that seems like a pretty big achievement. So, yeah. 200, yeah. People million, 200 million people just looking at you online. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's pretty much how it is. Yeah. So, that's my news. Cool. Cool. And, uh, yeah, so I guess we can just go into the topic for the day. All right, we're getting into the topic of the show, which, Anthos, it is your topic since last time we talked about the PlayStation 5 price reveal. So this time, you take it away. Whatever you want to talk about, hit me. Cool. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so my topic has to do with, uh, just in general, uh, violence in video games. I can't remember how this came up, but I, I thought about this uh, a few episodes back. Um, so I think maybe shortly after we were talking about Doom and then we might have been talking about some other games like a few episodes afterwards and I, I started thinking about like like the way that uh, that games are now like there's so much there's so much violence in you can kind of pick like bits of violence in like all sorts of games right whether it's like a rated R kind of game or a PG game I can't remember what all the ratings are um, but uh well, actually, here, let's see if we can find some right now. So, what are the ratings? ETM it's... are the big ones. ETM M ratings. Everyone, teen, and mature. Now, there's, there's sub ratings. There is, like, everyone 10 plus. And there's, like, I think there's even a teen one that's a little bit different. But usually, ETM is all you see. I remember ES... At least it's Canada. So the oh, okay. ESRB are the people that rate it all. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. I remember, I always at least think, in Canada, like, so... What demographic it does change, is ESRB? Though. It does change where you are, because in Australia, they do rate things totally differently. In fact, a lot of mature games, they have to either tone down the blood or remove it altogether. So, it gets a little bit different over there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, let's see. There's an Everyone 10 Plus. So, like, yeah. E10 Plus games. Let's I call see. that more of a sub rating, though. It's still under the E rating. Okay, so what would you... Uh, then well, this is interesting. You bring this up because I was... Uh, recently, I was looking at a few games going, what is the rating to it? Because I was... Uh, in my own development, I was like, how would I... Like, who am I trying to make this game for? And am I trying to hit it into a rating? Like, hmm. unfortunately, when you're developing, you have to think like that. Like, if I want kids to play my game, you definitely need to be thinking about how you're making your game so you fall under the E category mm -hmm. or the T category, right? But games like Persona, I was checking out Persona 5, is M... And I was like, interesting. But then I realized, I was like, oh, of course it's M. Like, there's a lot of, like, blood in it. There's a lot of swearing in it. There's, like, alcohol in it and stuff. So, of course it's M. Mm. But then, like, The Sims is T. But The Sims has, like, sex in it. So, it's, like, interesting. You yeah. Know, the Sims has drinking in it. But it's like, okay, but it's still T. So, it's, like, it's funny how they can get around that. Well, okay, so that that's part of why I brought this up. Because I'm, I'm curious to know, like, what you think of the accuracy of these rating systems. So, I think you're already trying to point, or you're already starting to point out that they're not necessarily so precise that it it's consistent i guess in a way yeah it, but it's it makes hard sense. it's got to be hard to be the esrb people yeah like i i agree with it now i i listen to this pod or this uh, book all the time um the uh prepare to meet thy doom which is the uh the doom book that i bring up all the time mm -hmm. uh and in that they go over the controversies of when doom first released actually when wolfenstein first released in the early 90s and the id software guys had made it and they got just rallied because people were so mad about the violence and they were saying it was too realistic now because it's now in the first person perspective and you're killing people and there was no ratings back then 
so they were like okay so the kids are now playing these games and they're killing nazis and it was just like it seemed really brutal for them so everyone was getting all uproarious about it and then by the time doom one or two released the rating system came in the very next day so they started having to rate things uh... and you know what like I see both arguments to it, but I agree with the rating system. I don't think it's all that bad. I've lived my whole life through the rating system, so I don't mm-hmm. really care. Um, now, that being said, I was able to get mature games when I was a kid because I would just get an older person to buy it for me. <laughs> I was also able to get alcohol when I was a kid because an older person buy it for me. I mean, it's the same thing. The perception is there, and I agree with the perception, mm-hmm. but there's always workarounds, and those will, those will unfortunately be there forever. But as long as the game developers and the resellers or retailers uh, are trying their best, that's all I can ask for. As long as the six-year-old doesn't walk up and he can buy Grand Theft Auto V, then that's that's fine. As long as he's not allowed to do that, that's fine by me. Now, if his mm-hmm. older brother buys it for him and then he plays it, that's on the family. That's not on the reseller and it's not on the developer at all. Yeah. And, of course, that's... if somebody goes up and shoots up a school and they blame it on a video game, that has absolutely nothing to do with the video game, in my opinion. I don't think the video game had any influence on that kid at all. I believe most of that is the kid himself and yeah. or the family and the raising. So yeah. I'm very pro the video game development in that sense. And I don't think we should tone down violence in video games because of that. Mm. Yeah, I think you make a good point. I actually, um, like, going into the whole influence on kids thing was kind of part of what I wanted to bring up. Because I was trying to think back when I was a kid and running around. Okay, so, like, I'm, I'm, I'm specifically talking about in kindergarten. And it's, like, mm. recess time. And I can picture going outside. And, like, the first thing we'd all want to do, like, us group, the group of us that would just hang out together during recess We'd get out of our portables and we'd run down the strip. Like we're outside now, and there's this one pathway that leads to like this, the end of the school where there's like a red brick wall where I don't know. Like it, we would just run around or do something. I don't know. But <laughs> your kids, everything is exciting. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but I do remember that when we were, I, I think at that time I was probably one of the faster kids, maybe just in that group, like faster running kids. Right. And so I would. I would run and I'd beat like some of my friends and then one of the one of the slower friends would come up. He'd finally catch up to me and he'd be like like um stop using your extra speed. <laughs> it's like as if <laughs> as if I'm able to unlock some sort of like extra speed within <laughs> me. Yeah. Um but then in my head the way I pictured that I think ever since that moment was like I I basically took like a Mario mushroom like somehow I had oh, yeah. I got hold of this Mario mushroom. I mean, it should have been a star, but I was pictured mushroom for some reason. Uh, I pictured getting this Mario mushroom in my head, and all of a sudden I would oh, it's because of Mario Kart. That's right, because Mario Kart you get a mushroom, you go faster. But in yep. Mario like the actual Mario games, you just get, get bigger. Bigger. Yeah. So anyway, I guess because of Mario Kart, I would think about like consuming this mushroom internally, and all of a sudden I would just run faster, and I, I felt like yeah, I think. I could just picture myself as a kid just being very influenced by video games to the point where yep. it would kind of like come into my reality to an extent. And yep. and this is on like a very small level, but I, I think it's interesting that you bring up the whole like, you know, if a, if a kid goes up and shoots, uh, like shoots up a school, like, can you blame the video game? And I think sure. there's like, there's definitely a boundary where you can say, yeah, the influence from a video game causes something in kids and the influence from something else causes something in kids to do to take some sort of action like that like some sort of very very real lethal action 
Right. Um, I take a I take a very personal stance on this, um, mm-hmm. and it, it is subjective. So I, I'm not saying I'm right. This is just how I see the world. Right. But uh, I mean, the Columbine shooting that happened in the late '90s. The, it was a, the really big shooting that happened at the Columbine High School. Uh, the shooters were heavily influenced, <clears throat> heavily influenced by Doom, and like that was horrible on the id software team that made mm-hmm. Doom because the shooters had actually created the school in Doom because you could create little maps in doom right oh wow. so they had made a full rendition of it and they actually said in a video before they had gone done the shooting which they they died in as well but when they before they had gone to the shooting they made these videos where they they said they would go and practice what they were doing in the maps in this doom game right oh. so clearly they were using this game to yeah. better educate themselves on how they were going to take these people out mm-hmm. and uh and it was to great effect a lot of people died unfortunately um yeah so it, it was a horrible thing and that's a great defense as to how video games can influence somebody doing something like that but for me i don't i don't think it's true at all i believe there's so many checks and balances before you get to the point of here's your video game here's shooting up a school so much is in between those two things and there's checks and balances all along the way yeah that in a normal society with a normal family and normal is that's the subjection right there Mm -hmm. um i feel like that wouldn't happen and so my defense and why i take it personally is because i was five or six my first video game i was ever introduced to was doom and it was my dad playing doom and i was very young and i would watch him play doom and i'd sit next to him in the chair as he would play this game and i'd watch him just having so much fun and i would just have fun with him and my brother was in the chair beside uh, him as well mm-hmm. and yeah we just sit there in this dark room and the whole room would light up as he shot the shotgun and kill the demons and stuff and that we just like all three of us together just like just like laughing and like just having such a good time with it <laughs> and so for me that created this whole sense of loving the maniacal twisted demonic nature of doom right mm-hmm. I like because i got it i understood what the developers are saying and i had fun with everyone else right yeah but that's because i had my father as the surrogate to teach us as that's what this is yeah and you that's can leave it there form. exactly yeah and but that, that's what this violence is that's, mm-hmm. that's what the fun is right and so i understood that at a young age because i was taught that so mm-hmm. without that check and balance i can see how you can equate a to b but unfortunately, you know, just because these kids were able to use Doom to create their high school, what's to say they couldn't pick up a pencil and a paper and also draw out their thing and create a, a, a fantasy of how they would have gone in and done the shooting as well? And then what, are you going to blame pencils and paper and imagination at that yeah. point? Like, it, it, like, I get it. I can see everyone else's argument. I do understand that. Mm-hmm. But I just I don't see video games as the actual fault. The catalyst. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I wouldn't either, like in, in what you depicted, because I, I didn't really know all those details, but... If it's the case that literally the only connection or the only involvement that Doom had in Columbine was that they were able to make maps for the sake of being able to practice their roots or whatever, yeah. I can't see Doom being anywhere at fault for for them getting to the point where they would actually... Like, it, it wasn't like, like oh, Doom is making us want to do this. It's just like, oh, hey, Doom exactly. has this platform where we can practice, <laughs> yeah. right? But it's not like, like Doom... Like yeah, exactly. Like you, you, you don't, you don't make, you don't uh, manufacture a paper and a pencil because you think somebody is going to draw out a way to kill somebody, right? Of course. You you yeah. never have that intent when you produce something. So yeah, to to be able to project that onto, like for somebody to project that onto like any, any kind of uh, any kind of thing like that, it doesn't like there isn't really merit for that, right? Um, but. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, aside from that, I was curious, like, did you find, could there, like, like the way that I depicted myself and running 
and <laughs> kind of like taking that like mushroom aspect and giving me extra speed. What do you remember if like you, when you were a kid, did you ever kind of do anything like that or kind of like imagine yourself like in real life, but like having these kind of video game characteristics or, or whatever? I'm sure I did. I don't have very good examples, unfortunately. I'm sure I did because I, I was just as, as every kid is when you're really obsessed with a game, you're like super obsessed with yeah. every little thing. Yeah, I, I'm sure there was examples of Pokemon and me thinking of that from the Game Boy game. Uh, but I know one that really hit me was Lord of the Rings. Uh, the movie was obviously really influential for me. Mm. And like I would recreate like the sword fights while watching the movie, you know. Yeah. Um, but the video game, the Two Towers video game and Return of the King on PS2 that one really got me in my preteens and the or maybe i was a teenager at the time but uh the video game there was really good and i remember memorizing their finisher moves mm. so like aragorn you press r2 and they'd, they'd kill an orc on the ground oh, and aragorn yeah. have a certain way he'd bring up his shield and then two-handed and then slam it down to the ground and then pull it back up and the way he would grab it again and i remember like recreating all those moves and legolas would have his two daggers and he'd do like a little jump and like land on the guy and finish him and stuff and i just yeah. i memorized all those moves mm. and recreating those with my friends we get sticks and we just like fight each other and we just like recreate all the fight scenes and stuff so i remember that but also weirdly enough i remember after graduation i think it was the year i graduated assassin's creed 2 came out uh so i wasn't even in high school anymore and assassin's yeah. creed 2 came out and i just i was playing it so much i remember this is like a an odd example of it but i remember looking at buildings differently yeah because i remember feeling like i could scale this building <laughs> yeah. and i could scale that building <laughs> yeah and it was just the way i was playing assassin's creed so much you, your mind starts thinking of like oh there's a there's where i put my handhold yeah where i leap up a little bit and there's yeah. where, you know and i was just i remember seeing all that so yeah i would get that with like after i played tony hawk a lot <laughs> like oh when, skateboarding yeah. I, yeah like i don't skateboard but i would i would just see objects as things that i could a ramp like, or something. as a ramp or like a rail that i would yeah. just go on and i would vert skating yeah. yeah um what was i gonna say oh yeah so uh i just wanted to sidetrack because you mentioned pokemon and uh, i was actually thinking about this. every time you say pokemon <laughs> that's how pokemon. it's pronounced you're right you're always right it's just hilarious because the only other person i know that says that is the announcer in the show <laughs> ash and his friends pokemon yeah so uh <laughs> i was thinking about this the other day while i was driving and so we've kind of had like a, a late fall here in vancouver i guess because um uh, september 22nd i guess is the official fall date but it was still kind of warm and uh, leaves weren't necessarily changing yet by now yeah. a lot of the leaves have kind of changed yeah we're in the middle energy. of it now for sure yeah yeah and so we, um, anyway, I, as I was driving, I think this was just sometime last week and yeah, I was just noticing like the crisp air and like the leaves are all like, I noticed that they're kind of more on the ground, scattered orange, like all these different colors, like earth tones. And then just the thought of that, for some reason, it made me feel like I wanted to play Pokemon, like the original <laughs> Pokemon. Ooh, you had some memory. And then, yeah. And then I... I looked up the original release date and it was like September 28th or something uh, like 19, was it 1999 or, or some, yeah. So I just found like, it was, it just seems so amazing that like I have this, like our human bodies have this nostalgic feeling that we can remember that based on like this happened. This was over 20 years ago when I first played that game Jeez. and, oh and it's gosh. like literally the same season when I was playing it is the moment that I, feel the need to want yeah. to play it again it's so strange wow. but so it's, it's such an amazing kind of feeling at the same time isn't that um, funny when you get that one like video games are the big catalyst i think for young boys but it's just like you get that one game and you remember exactly where you were standing when you like unwrapped it like, oh you remember man where you were standing when like you were holding it i like... remember being in toys r us and, and looking back and forth on red to blue red to blue red to blue 
And I remember exactly wow. how Toys R Us had it encased because it was like it's the games like the game boxes. So they're like squared boxes, but the the actual case that Toys R Us holds them in are like the size of like VHSs. Oh yeah. So there's like this whole bunch of like clear space above them for some reason. It's like an yeah. awkward thing to hold, but I remember looking at them just thinking like this is so cool. I don't know which one I'd want to get, but this is so cool. I say I was a younger brother to the older brother that was into Pokemon, so I uh, the choice was made for me. Oh, I see. yeah. <laughs> so he just grabbed red and gave me blue, and I, I always call blue the little brother Pokemon because I always <laughs> feel like it's the younger brother's version of brother Pokemon. blue. <laughs> yeah, because I because every time I talk about the old school Pokemon games, people always are talking about red. They're always like, oh yeah, like Charizard, or they talk about like, uh, I want to say Bellsprout. I don't think it's Bellsprout though. I think it was a different one. I can't remember the characters, like Ekans or something like that. Like, all the ones that were in red, not in blue. And for mm. me, I always, like, I was like, that's sort of my memories, but a little bit off, because I had, like, Drowsy, not Hypno, or something like that, right? Like, it was, like, the just a little bit different. Yeah. So I always felt like my experience was a little bit different than the masses, so I felt like I had the little brother version. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting um, way to think, but... Yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember unwrapping Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong, Ooh. I believe, I don't think it's called Donkey Kong Country 3, but it was... It's like Donkey Kong Country 3, but for the Game Boy. Maybe it is called Country 3, I'm not sure. And it was on the Game Boy, and uh, I remember unwrapping it. I remember the wrapping, I remember where I was standing, it was at my grandparents' house. So, like, I remember the Christmas environment all around it, I got it for Christmas. Yeah. I just remember that, my brother's Game Boy pocket was black, and my Game Boy pocket was red, and I just, I remember, like, the feeling, the texture of it all, and, like, yeah. putting it into the Game Boy Red for the first time, turning on the screen, and watching the the, the, the pixels, like, come on screen, mm. like, seeing Nintendo and all that starting off, I just, oh. Was, was that cartridge amazing. yellow? The I think it was actually yeah I believe it was yeah okay we had yeah. two Donkey Kongs one's Donkey Kong Country two and one's Donkey Kong Country three so we had three first and then we got two three you didn't play as like Donk or uh, Donkey Kong yeah you played as like an older guy and like a younger girl monkey but I don't oh, remember there's like it's like Candy and something else yeah I don't remember so there's Candy there's Dixie oh it might have been Dixie actually and and I don't know who the guy the monkey is but he's like not Donkey Kong he's somebody else oh man I can't remember what his all of his family. His relatives, yeah. but anyways, I just—it's funny. We we're just talking about uh, nostalgia. I just—I remember everything about that yeah. moment. Now I don't remember a lot of my games, how I got them, but that one I remember because it was—I think one of my first Game Boy. That might have been my first Game Boy Pocket games. I think I got the Game Boy Pocket that Christmas actually. So I think that was like the next day getting that game. So mm. I remember, yeah, like oh, I could I could talk forever about it, but like I know opening games like the Legend of Zelda games, and they're always gold cartridges. Oh yeah. Oh. <sighs> Go, I was, see, for me, it was always good. going to a friend's house because I never owned any of the Nintendo systems other than the Game Boy Pocket. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, yeah I go to a friend's house and you see GoldenEye or something. Just like, oh, one of those games that stand out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was GoldenEye, not the not not regular GoldenEye, actually. It was um, 007 World's Not Enough. I think it was a blue cartridge. And I remember oh. that would always stand out to me because it was blue. And it was like, oh, weird. Oh. It's almost like how Doom 64 was like a red cartridge. Red? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just weird. <laughs> you know, the cartridge color always got you. But yeah. these days it's digital, so. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess, uh, in a way, this sort of ties into... Um, Bring it all back. Bring it home. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> originally the topic was for, like, violence in video games, but really it has to do with, like, the influence in video games... Uh, or influence have on us of video games on, on the people, right? So, yeah. it, it's not necessarily, like, the um, like the violent nature, but it's, it's also, like, I guess all the joy and uh, the other kind of aspects that come with it, right? So, yep. like you said, you're, you're talking about... You remember how it feels... Oh yeah. You remember how it felt like like actually putting the cartridge into the Game Boy mm-hmm. like the back slot, right? So there's told me there's a lot of things that really impact us uh, you know when we're growing up. Um, things that really stick with us. Um, yeah. hopefully for the better, but I think it's 
it's all it's all a part of like growing up and learning too right like we we have these lessons that we're i think these moments are they're good opportunities for us to be able to take with us that we can have with like the next like the coming generations just like how you said that you had that time with your brother and your dad watching your dad play doom exactly yeah right and like those are i feel like those are some really those are some really crucial moments um, yeah growing up because it's not just you're not just playing a game like on your own uh just to kind of like zone out and and get away from people but you're doing it as like family time you're you're doing it to spend like a very specific type of quality time with your brother and your dad exactly right which i I think is really cool and i think that's something that that's going to be that i feel like that's something that's important to me too i never really got a chance to play games with my dad because i wasn't really into it as much um but i do remember to be fair my dad doesn't play video games at all it just for some weird reason it was doom yeah floppy disk that's (laughs) all he ever played and even in 2006 i think no I moved out of the house. In 2014, I moved out of the house, and my dad wanted me to download him Doom so that he had a game to play while I was gone. So <laughs> I got him Doom. It's like Wind Doom. It's like free now to download. <laughs> nice. Like, it's so old. Yeah. But he, I tried to get him, like, Bioshock one time, but he couldn't... He, he can't move the camera. He's not uh, used to yeah. a camera at all. So Doom is great because there's no looking up or down. It's just forward, left, back, right, you know? So mm. it's... Uh, yeah, nice and simple. Uh, so, so, so he's still playing Doom in, like, 2014. <laughs> nice. That, that, that's still, like, modern gaming for that's him. That's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for me, like, I I guess the game that I could have played... Or that I did play before with my parents... I played, with, I played Tetris with my mom on the original oh, nice. Nintendo. That's, that's so, good, Yeah. Tetris like, is great. Classic. Yeah, yeah definitely a classic game. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so just to wrap up, I, I just, uh, I think I can definitely support the idea that, yeah, like, video games can have some sort of impact or influence, uh, not yeah, just they, on kids, but, you know, like, anybody that plays them, right? But Yeah, and just as much as books and movies do as well. I mean, mm-hmm. pop culture in general, it, it influences every decision we make. Pop culture is very, very influential. It's more influential than, I think, anything. I think it's the most it's probably influential. probably way more influential, time, right? Because yeah. it's so much more yeah. in your face. <laughs> Yeah, what, what Dwayne The Rock Johnson tweets on Twitter is more influential than what Donald Trump says. And unfortunately, <laughs> if the, 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 the news media today will make you think otherwise, but no, pop culture is the most important thing. Like, mm-hmm. when you go and see what's happening in the Avengers movie, that's the most influential thing that'll happen to you that year than some some politician saying something, right? So it's yeah. it's interesting. But yeah. yeah, so video games are also just a part of that whole circle. So mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Well, thanks for indulging me on this no slight worries. trip down memory lane. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Nostalgia. It's fun. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. Good topic, Anthos. Thanks. All right. And with that, I would say we are going to close it out here. So, Anthos, where can the audience find you? Well, if you want to find me, you can find me at home playing all of my games. No, you really can't because I don't have time for that anymore. <laughs> but uh, you can find me on Twitter at Anthos1. That's at A-N-T-H-0-Z-1. Uh. And if you want to find me, you can also find me at Twitter at Mapbrush Gaming, where I'm trying to post development photos of my game I'm working on. But uh, I just recently <laughs> changed the whole design to it, so because of that, I'm 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 posting a lot less because there's less to show actually. But anyways, um, so you can find development progress there as well as tweets about this very podcast. If you want to watch this podcast in video format, you can go to YouTube and type in Mapbrush Gaming there or the Scumbar Podcast, and you'll find us right there. If you want to listen to this podcast as a regular podcast, go to any of your favorite podcasting platforms and type in the Scum Bar Podcast. All one word, but not really. Put spaces where they should be. And uh, you can find us there. Yeah, we're on, like, everything. 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 Everywhere. I think the easiest one is Spotify, and I think most of our fans are listening to us through Spotify anyway, so 
you know, keep doing what you're doing because we're loving it. So cool. <laughs> I, I, as a fan, am watching us on YouTube. So all I do is look at the Scumbar Podcast logo, just kind of being waving, uh, waving around in front of me. Very mesmerizing. Very. very I'm, I'm yeah. so hypnotized. Every now and then you see where the clip ends and the next clip comes in, it judders. And then it just, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just a bit of a skip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not quite seamless. Uh, and then, okay. uh, yeah, I normally do that and then put on another tab. I actually normally put it to 1.5 speed, but that's because I like listening to podcasts a little bit faster anyway. So there's oh, a pro tip for all of you. <laughs> Even the creators listen to it at 1.5 speed. Yeah, I, I did for a little bit, but then I think like sometimes it's, it's difficult to understand us because I think we already talk kind of quickly sometimes. We do. So putting yeah. it on a 1.5 is, is quite a... It's quite yeah. a challenge, actually. I listen to Ben Shapiro, though, and he's one of the fastest talkers I've ever heard. And <laughs> him on what I I normally listen to podcasts at two two point zero or whatever, two times the speed. Um, but I always have to tone him down to one point five because yeah, I lose everything he's saying. <laughs> like, what is going on? So, anyways, yeah, I think we are a little bit similar. So I put us at one point five as well. Nice. Anyway, so if you do want to uh, listen to those podcasts or watch us on YouTube, then please give us a comment, leave us a like, send us an email, whatever you want to do to keep in touch or reach with us. We uh, we love to hear from you guys. Again, Lucas from Among Us. I hope that you were listening to this one. Yes, be, do, a, be among us and listen. Be, be among us, yes. Give us a comment. Let us know what you think. Um, yeah, cool. So keep on keeping on, everybody. Awesome. And uh, Anthos, um, I believe you had a, a, a very small but poignant speech. Red, yellow, blue, gold. What are the colors of your cartridges? <laughs> Crystal. Ooh. Ah. Nice. Whoa. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. bye. bye.